0: Really, the goal is just to use our stories to bring veterinary medicine to life for the pet caretakers of the world. Uh, And we're doing it because we believe that educating these caretakers is the most powerful thing that we can do to improve the life quality of all of the pets that we love. Hi everybody, welcome back to Vet Tales. I am Dr. Natalie Keith.
1: I'm Dr. Dame.
0: Yes, Josiah Dame. He's, at, and we're at Northside Veterinary Hospital. Um, he is one of the newest and yet oldest members of the team. You wanna tell him about that?
1: Yeah, so um, my break into small animal veterinary medicine was through Northside as a assistant um, back in like 2013, 2014. Um, worked on and off through school, and then I'm back as a veterinarian. Yeah. Which is super After cool.
0: a brief stint brief in stint Texas. Brief stint in Texas, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so one of the OGs and yet the newest to the team just started as a veterinarian here this summer. Mm-hmm.
1: So It's been awesome.
0: It has been awesome. Welcome home. It feels thing. good. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, okay, so today um, we are telling about the tale of the blind dog. Although cats, you know, will definitely be speaking about our kitty cat friends, mm-hmm. but our office manager, Bethany, uh, she recommended blindness for our topic today because August 23rd is International Blind Dog Day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we just we got to talk about the cats, too. Yeah, I you mean, to. you do because they're just it's just right there. It's right there. there. Yeah.
1: And um, some things are similar.
0: Yeah. They, they have some overlap and they definitely also have some very distinct things going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Bethany says to us, uh, "Yeah, will you guys do talk about blindness?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah." You know, that'll just be like a quick little thing. And then we just sat there,
1: <laughs> just shooting back and forth. We're
0: like, "Oh yeah, and that. Oh yeah, and that." Yeah. And then wait, what about that? Uh-huh. I and mean, then that thing. And so
1: we went. And like, up, how does that actually work? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we did. We found ourselves like going back and like re-researching some like disease mechanisms and and. Yeah crazy stuff like that so uh and then both of us i've got like this long bullet point list sitting here in front of us and then dr dame what what exactly is going on over there
1: i have the vision pathway that i quickly drew nice so it goes through just kind of oh i was
0: gonna facebook us too okay you (laughs) keep going
1: (laughs) um it basically goes through this is very rough um, and very abridged but it basically goes through how do we actually see things? Our brain perceives things. So mm-hmm. it, there's a, a very long process that it follows. And it's surprising that it even works ever.
0: <laughs> I was literally, my thought this morning, I was like, whoa, this list, it's a miracle. Yeah. Any of us Yeah. are not, like, the, any of us see at all. Any of us
1: see it all. Yeah. For any amount of time, which I don't see very well. But <laughs> I have glasses. We, yeah, we
0: both do. But you're a lifelonger.
1: I'm a lifelonger. <laughs> and I'm like real bad vision.
0: Yeah, it's okay. It's yep. a part of it. Um, so yeah, so he's got like this, this diagram of all the way from the very front of the eye, all the way back into the brain, and then it has to come back up again. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a wild process. Um, I, so we're pausing just ever so briefly because I'm uh, starting a Facebook live in the middle of our podcast. Cause we actually, we started this whole thing as a, um, as a Facebook Live and Mm -hmm. educating, but it was really difficult to like catalog that information. Um, And so it was um, almost impossible for us to figure out how to, I don't know how to rotate this, but anyways, we're just going to get, it doesn't, we'll get cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So basically we're going to Facebook Live for the people who are used to seeing us in that way and then remind them that they're looking for us on Vet Tales. Um, Actually, we're just going to stop the live and restart it in another orientation. Mm -hmm. Why not? Life is is short. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay, so back to blind dogs. Um, Our goal right now is to um, kind of, like, walk you through reasons why blindness happens, uh, the area of the eye it's occurring in, why is it happening, how do we diagnose it, and then, uh, like, ultimately... What we
1: can do or what we... Can change lifestyle-wise. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, because ultimately, sometimes we just still still wind up blind. Blind, and, and that's okay. Yeah, it really is. Oh, did I do it again? We'll see. Uh, yep. We did it. Okay. Nope. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's start with the um the very front of your vision pathway.
1: Yes, and that's going to be your lens. Um, iris lens yeah Um, and just to explain that in the cornea um, in the cornea yes the cornea of course yeah Um, so first off cornea Um, cornea is going to be that portion of the eye um, that is see-through um, and it does not include necessarily, though, the, it doesn't include the white part of the eye or the sclera. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't include your iris, which is the colored portion of your eye. Right. Um, that like, opens in and out. So this is the that we all clear have bubble of. that yeah. kind of lays over the eye. And if you're a cat owner, and you ever looked at your cat on the side they have a beautiful cornea oh they do it's like, like a little a snow, snow globe. Globe. Yeah, it
0: is without the snow hopefully it's gorgeous yeah. you're hoping yeah, for yeah, no you don't snow want. you're looking for clear <laughs> skies
1: yeah clear skies
0: <laughs> okay so just uh, a like brief pause we finally got our facebook live up so we're just going to say to them like this is us doing our podcast um so if you're used to seeing us in that way i actually got that running mm-hmm. so yay um but vet tails on spotify yes so t-a-i-l-s because mm-hmm. that's cute
1: it is cute <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, so we're going to tell our tales of the blindness as yes. they become relevant through these processes. So we're right now we're talking about the cornea, which is the very surface of the eye. Mm-hmm. I like to tell clients, like when there's a disease process happening in the cornea, I tell them a lot of times it looks like a snake skin that needs to shed.
1: Yeah, definitely. De- uh, I definitely see that with like diffuse ulcerations in mm-hmm. the eye. So like... Or just uh, edema. Edema. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's the number one reason that we're talking about corneas is typically ulcerations, mm-hmm. which is like a scratch of the skin of the eyeball. Yes.
1: And that can be like a chemically induced one. Like we went to grooming and we got soap in our eye mm-hmm. um, or you were bathing at home, um, which tends to be a really diffuse one, mm-hmm. or it can be a scratch on the eye, like we a kitty friend scratched us on Yes, the or eye.
0: grass, you know, or yeah. even self scratching, like if they're mm-hmm. rubbing their face. Oh, so Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can also go into, uh, like, briefly, we could touch into dry eye, because dry eye will cause multiple diseases in the cornea. But mm-hmm. one is ulcers, because if there's not enough tears...
1: Then you get ulcerations.
0: Yeah, because the skin is unhealthy. It's almost like dry skin will crack. Well, same for your eyeball. Same for your
1: eyeball. And yep. then those dogs tend to have very um, thick discharge coming from their eye that's green, um, yeah. And then over a long period of time, they can even get pigmentation of their cornea Mm -hmm. that can cover the whole eye. Typically we see that in pugs. uh, Yeah. You
0: are right. They, they over represent.
1: Yeah. They overrepresent, and they, that's blindness because they can no longer see past that pigmentation of the cornea. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, your ulceration, you're really, really hoping is resolvable. Yes always and then the pigmentation you can back it up some uh, in certain instances, but a mm-hmm. lot of times you're kind of stuck with what you got. Yeah.
1: You kind of got to get ahead of the KCS. Yeah. Like
0: as soon as um, you start to see that little brown spots across the front of your dog's cornea, uh, we need to be on that mm-hmm. or that's going to progress. And it's basically like trying to look through curtains.
1: Yeah. It, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And not all ulcerations will heal. Some of them don't and uh, can lead to what we call enucleation mm-hmm. or removal of the eye. Mm-hmm. So obviously trying to avoid that. Yeah. 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 So as soon as you notice that your eye, or your, not your eye, but your pet's eye looks cloudy, hazy, like frosted shower glass, like they're squinting, mm-hmm. painful, rubbing at their face, excessive tearing, like it's, that's one of those things you don't dilly dally on.
1: Yeah. I guess we should say that. Um, anything that's going on with your dog's eye is an emergency typically. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. ulcerations, even if they're slight, can quickly become something more bad uh, pretty quickly. More bad. Yeah more bad. Uh,
0: we, we have degrees. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, they can they can progress pretty quickly, yeah. and it can be surprising. It'll be like, one day, yeah, looks fine. And then the next day, no, that looks really bad. And yeah. then we're headed towards the enucleation, which yeah. is what we want to keep you from.
0: Yeah, if that cornea fully perforates, because there's, there's actually a surprising amount of thickness to the surface of the eye. Yeah. And, and if it erodes enough, then the eye juice literally leaks out. Mm-hmm. So, not.
1: Which is not fun. Yeah. And then you have a crater in the eye, too, if you can pull that back, but
0: yeah or yeah the iris will attach to the front of it and then we have blindness because that the eye can't focus or mm-hmm. you know the iris is just physically in the way so yeah. uh so definitely do not hesitate when you notice something is going on with your dog's eye or cat yeah um but the ulcerations are far more common in yeah
1: that's the most dogs. common
0: thing yeah cats will get it with herpes virus like kittens and mm-hmm. things but uh for the most part we see it in dogs
1: and how do we diagnose an ulceration
0: oh yeah <laughs> we were going to talk about h1 like briefly how we diagnose these um, why don't you tell them?
1: Yeah so we use fluoro here so that's going to be that green dye that you see us put into your dog's eye um, and it then will come out of their nose sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, well it should. Um, so we put that on their eye and then we use our ophthalmoscope um, on a different setting um, than mm-hmm. you would normally use just on a normal exam and we look for a glow. Um, it's literally
0: like a black light it so it's like your dog light. went yeah. to the rave.
1: Especially if <laughs> they're white
0: dogs and they've got like this green. this green yellow like <laughs> streaking on their face, yeah. it's epic.
1: And and then uh, if it's picked up, the stain on the cornea, it's telling you that there's a disruption of the first layer of the cornea. Yep,
0: and that's by definition an ulcer. An ulcer. So then we have to medicate them differently, which you know we'll yes, that's like a whole another podcast. Um, so we'll just move on like a little bit deeper into the eye now. Mm-hmm. So let's say Courtney is fine. Now what?
1: Now you're looking at the iris, which is the color portion of your eye, and what opens and closes to due to light, essentially. Mm-hmm. So your pupae light reflex will kind of dilate and um, undilate your eye. Constrict. Constrict, thank you. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about cats at this point? Yeah,
0: so you know, like the, really the main reason that we would see the iris being an issue in terms of blindness mm-hmm. is if they, uh, develop, especially in older cats, um, squamous cell carcinomas can actually form on the iris in the eyeball, mm-hmm. which is just wild to me. Um, and It looks really bizarre, like this wavy thing happening on the top of the iris and mm-hmm. so uh, essentially we have to enucleate those yeah. or remove that eye because otherwise that carcinoma is going to spread, spread and it's bad news bears.
1: Yeah, And then for dogs not necessarily blindness but probably difficulty seeing would be you can get degeneration of the iris so mm-hmm. with age, where it kind of looks like a moth went in and ate the, around the mm-hmm. iris itself. So they can have trouble kind of constricting, so they can be like light sensitive mm-hmm. with that.
0: Yeah, a lot of those uh, dogs that are merle dogs, mm-hmm. like I used to have a dappled dachshund, and over time her iris would um, the blue was like disappearing, yeah. and there was just like that bold, like solid black, black iris behind yes. it. Yeah,
1: my parent dachshund has that. Yeah. Yeah deadly.
0: But typically does not get all the way to blindness. No. So that's good. No, 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 no. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, you just diagnose that by looking at the eye, honestly. Yeah. And you that's, don't
1: even really need an ophthalmoscope. You don't. You
0: although don't it's fun to look at it, it with that just to, just to like see the detail. But yeah. No, you don't need it. It's just an exam. Yeah. Um, okay. So then the lens. The lens,
1: which is like an exciting part it is an exciting
0: part so much happening
1: yeah there's a lot happening Mm -hmm. so that's when we break out the ophthalmoscope and we look and a lot of you probably know that when your dog hits about seven you start to see that blue haze kind of come into their eyes that is not cataracts that is called lenticular sclerosis Mm -hmm. or thickening of the lens um and typically does not cause vision impairment. Yeah. I would say when it gets really advanced and our really, really old dogs, I do feel like that some of them do have depth perception issues. Uh-huh. They have trouble with like stairs on occasion. And- it's like us needing uh, bifocals. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. It's the truth. And I'm like, but we don't do that. Yeah, so. <laughs> but you're talking about bifocals. <laughs> we can't get a They them also don't read the paper. No. And so
0: they just, they're fine. They're fine. But stairs um, yes. and sometimes night. I feel like they
1: don't see as well in the dark. Yes and uh-huh. I probably because not as much light, light is, is able hitting to that make tapetum, through, Yeah. and then uh, yeah.
0: yeah we should tell them about the tapetum at some point it's mostly because oh, it's fun to say
1: it. it is fun to say
0: okay we'll get back to that it's just we're not there yet we're still at the lens <laughs> we're still okay. at the
1: lens <laughs> uh so the lens the big one for lens and I'm someone said diabetes and that's right um, yeah cataracts yeah
0: someone on our facebook live is talking about the diabetes yes. yeah oh it's carol course
1: yes uh, oh, so girl. cataracts of the lens is probably the biggest one mm-hmm. why you're gonna see blindness in the, in the eye and there there's different reasons for cataracts of the lens um, you can get primary meaning they just, just get happens cataracts mm-hmm. um, but then diabetes yeah
0: it's yeah and it's super frustrating because even a well-maintained diabetic will Almost always end up getting cataracts, and sometimes it'll be like boom,
1: yep, like overnight. You get
0: diagnosed with diabetes on Tuesday, and by Friday, your dog
1: has cataracts. Yes, and it's advanced cataracts. Yes,
0: yeah, because cataracts can be like it's on a spectrum of yeah. severity, and and cataracts and diabetes tend to be like full on mm-hmm. mature cataracts.
1: Mature cataracts.
0: So, but we have a plan for that potentially.
1: We do, we do, and it's so with diabetic dogs. You can, when it happens, it happens. I've had a couple um, who have pursued ophthalmic surgery mm-hmm. called phacoemotion. Lens surgery, yeah. Lens surgery. Um, and they, once you're controlled, your diabetes is controlled, you can go get the lens removed. And sometimes an artificial lens will be replaced, but it depends on the dog. Yeah. Um, and so
0: those dogs are visual.
1: They are visual. And it. the dogs that I have had go do it are doing amazing yeah
0: it's really wonderful it's pricey I mean it's hard to speculate on price depending on where you're at yeah. but um, but definitely that's usually the number one reason people don't do it Another other reason they may not is just if the patient isn't super stable
1: mm-hmm. which is sometimes yeah a, a couple of our yeah diabetic
0: yes um, well you know miss Carol was commenting on our Facebook like we had to work a little bit to get jacks ready to mm-hmm. go to to surgery
1: mm-hmm. And they they the opth- ophthalmologists really are like nope like they'll tell you what, if they feel comfortable or not which is nice always but when the surgery goes well it goes amazing and then your dog can see again mm-hmm. the next day which is mm-hmm. awesome
0: yeah yeah and so and so some people do it some people don't and either way these dogs end up which we'll talk about at the end of the the day like what happens when we don't go yes. through with the cataract surgery yes. like what does that look like for these dogs so because a lot of people don't so. Um, oh, and, and she's okay. telling us Jack did, so as far as our vet tales goes, she's like, uh, she's our guest speaker yeah, from like, Facebook. <laughs> like, uh, he got the new lenses, so, um, and then she says he went to sleep completely blind and then woke up and was completely visual. Yeah. So it is a really cool surgery. It's super cool. Yeah, it is curative. Yeah. So um, anyway, okay, cool, cool. So um, not really much else to be said about cataracts.
1: Not really. Um, advanced cataracts, so you, you oh lens luxations lens luxations yeah so it that's true um advanced cataracts though you can get hypermature cataracts where your um lens uh, starts to rupture and then the the contents of your lens should never be out in your yeah, body it should be
0: completely sealed in sealed. its little in its little lens package so
1: when it comes out the body says no yes. and gets really mad and then you can get a a pretty bad a terrible uveitis, yeah, which is just, just inflammation painful. of your eye. Yeah. Very painful. That is warrant uh that warrants an enucleation. And at that point the is not as like a big deal because your dog already couldn't see. Yeah. Um so that adjustment
0: you, to being non visual it's is, just
1: you're yeah. non painful now. Yeah. Instead of painful, non visual, you're just not painful, non visual. So yeah. it's a better life to
0: Yeah, and there. then you're no longer managing that issue exactly. and definitely definitely strongly encourage that. But yeah.
1: Lens luxations.
0: Yeah. Um, so, the terriers, I feel like, overrepresent that. Yes. We'll see it in the genetic, rat terriers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is a genetic predisposition. And literally, what happens in the eye is there should be like this suspensory mechanism holding your lens in place in the middle of the globe. And um, it's very flexible. It allows the, the lens to, to move so you can focus near and far sight. And what will happen is those little spindles that are holding everything in place go kerplunk, mm-hmm. And the lens just like falls. Which then?
1: You want it to fall in the back. If it
0: falls in the back, like you've got some time. You, some you can time. just be like non-visual and it's really not that painful yeah. sometimes.
1: You just got to make sure that you keep your uh, keep it from coming forward. Yes. But
0: if it falls forward, then you're going to get a nasty glaucoma, yeah. um, which glaucoma we will touch on a, a bit in a minute as well. But that becomes very, very painful. And then these dogs are in a situation where they A, go get lens res- removed or yeah. B, you remove the eye.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, or they're just extreme pain extreme pain. like do not recommend yeah one out of five stars okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: not good not good um so yeah so that's basically it on lenses um either way the lens comes out we're not we're not going to see well yeah so. exactly uh okay so retina retina sits behind the lens mm-hmm. uh that's when we were briefly talking well yeah we'll get back to that sorry i'm, I'm digressing <laughs> uh, the retina has like a whole bunch of things that that can go wrong with it. Yeah. Um, it it's is, so
1: complicated. Yeah, it is retina. so
0: complicated. It's its its own little organ back there. It's this little tiny little sheet of stuff. <laughs> and there's so much happening. Yes. <laughs> it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Um, so the first thing is like the retina has to be like attached to the back of the eye yes. in order for the signal to then transfer to the optic nerve. So yes. retinal detachment yes. is one of the first things that can go wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, hypertension is one of the reasons why it goes wrong. Yes. Uh, We see that in cats. I feel like more often than our dogs. Way more. Yeah. Um, So cats who, you know, are more at risk are going to be like your hyperthyroid cats who Mm -hmm. are not controlled because they have hypertension typically. Yeah. Um, And sometimes kidney cats, but also like yeah, first the mm -hmm. blood pressure. The chicken and the egg. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. blood pressure. Blood pressure. mm -hmm. From the thyroid to the kidneys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, cats will sometimes get retinal detachment from certain antibiotics mm-hmm. uh, if they're used inappropriately at different dosages or if the cat just randomly was hypersensitive. I myself, luckily, have never seen that.
1: I have not either. But
0: they scare the tar out of you in vet yeah. school about it.
1: Yeah. Batrill or Enrefloxacin. Yeah,
0: enrofloxacin is it's the antibiotic specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one. Yeah, and if, so if a retina detaches um, and you catch it quick enough, mm-hmm. it could potentially be fixed. Okay. By, by, an op- the mo- by, by an ophthalmologist. By an ophthalmologist. Thank you.
1: Ophthalmologist.
0: <laughs> Surgeon. Yeah. Um, that uh, can go in and tack that sucker down. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a... So fungal disease sometimes in dogs will cause the retina to f- kind of pull away a bit. But it won't completely yeah. just be flopping in the eye. Yeah. So if you get them on the antifungals, sometimes it will go ahead and
1: Regress heal. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Same with cats. Fungal will go to the eye. Uh, you can get cancers yeah. of the eye that will cause kind of a retinal detachment. But the cancer is like... The cancer's you cancer You got to enucleate. Yeah, Again, yeah.
0: yes, uh, not going to save that yeah. eye or the vision for sure, so may as well get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and then next on the list, here's your story. Yeah, Tell my them your story, story. Your, t- your vet tale of the day.
1: So, um, I had a very sweet little tiny dachshund friend that came in who was helping his dad with the horses.
0: Dr. Dame loves dachshunds, too, I by the way. Dachshunds. I feel like it's important for you guys to know that, but I go really
1: ahead. I do love dachshunds. So he was helping his dad with the horses, and uh, he uh, was blind to the next morning. Yeah. Um, so what was going Surprise. on was the dad was deworming the horses with an ivermectin dewormer. Yep. So this little dachshund, who's, very, who's not big... Um, thought that was a tasty treat because it is flavored for the horses probably
0: apple flavored he had a
1: good time and ate some of it probably not even that much i just
0: licked the end of the syringe or something
1: yes like the the make per mil which just means a concentration of the horse dewormers are so big because the horses are big um that they don't need a lot for this to happen um and disclaimer if you are giving your dog heart guard or any type of ivermectin dog um, prevention, the dose of all of those pills together is not typically a toxic dose. Yeah,
0: even if they ate the whole box. Even if they
1: whole, ate the whole box. So this is pretty much exclusive for dogs who are getting into horse dewormer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was blind the next morning, um, and that's mainly due to retinal um, edema, um, but secondary to the drug. And with Ivermectin dogs, it is a little bit of a gamble. You don't know if they're gonna get their vision back, but basically you just treat symptoms. Yep, um, flush them out. Flush them out.
0: Because Ivermectin can be toxic to other organs as well, it so we're, we're putting them on fluids for that as well, but. Yes,
1: and, and just kind of flush them out, a little bit of wait and see. Um, some places do have uh, lipid, uh, IV lipid, that kind of can trap that drug. Um, that's more emergency hospital, like specialty emergency hospitals places, that don't have yeah. that, big places. But for this, patient, we just, you know, did some fluids, and the next day he was better, feeling better. I, I was a little bit concerned that his eyesight wasn't going to come back because he was lacking what we call PLRs, pupillary light reflex. So when I shined a light on his eye, his pupil just stayed big. Yep. And it didn't constrict. constrict down like it should. While he was leaving the <laughs> hospital, since he was doing well, I checked his eyes again in his mom's arms, and his pupils went, did you- And so he could see again right when he left. Almost probably as quickly as his vision left him. Yeah. Um, So that was very exciting. Yeah,
0: which we didn't uh, mention, but in retinal detachment, you're just noticing that on ophthalmic exam as well. Like, we're looking at the back of the eye with an ophthalmoscope. Yes, exactly. Um, Anyway,
1: so... That's my little story, my back tail. And
0: and it worked out.
1: It worked out, and he's so cute.
0: He's so cute. (laughs) God love him. (laughs) Let's not do that again. No. Uh, Okay, so then... Really frustrating retinal disease is SARDS, sudden acquired retinal degeneration. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's super frustrating because there's no real like we know it typically happens in how old did you say seven to ten?
1: Eight to ten. Eight to ten year old female dogs dogs.
0: for no apparent reason. Yeah, they can't link a gene to it. They don't really understand. Um, I have had a couple of cases in it, and they were both kind of like lab mixes. So I don't know mm. if that's statistically accurate or I think not. It is. Like probably your larger breed dogs.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it just poof, it's yeah. gone. And ophthalmic exam is normal, 100% normal. So if you want to diagnose this, you're like, why can't my dog see? Uh, you have to um, send them for a retinal scan mm-hmm. at an ophthalmologist's office. So. Mm-hmm. Um, super frustrating.
1: Very frustrating and non-reversible. Yeah. And typically if a dog's going to come in and it's just blind overnight and doesn't have cataracts or diabetes, um, doesn't have cataracts, we are going to probably assume Yeah. if the ophthalmic exam is normal that it is probably SARDS, but the confirmation it would be yeah. as a specialist. Yeah, because
0: you could have things deeper like in the brain, I suppose, exactly. you know, but it usually there's other symptoms yeah. where this has zero symptoms other than acute onset of complete and total blindness
1: yes yeah and then the next one yeah is a little similar um is pra yeah um or uh progressive retinal uh atrophy atrophy. thank you
0: but and then sometimes they'll also instead of calling it progressive retinal atrophy they'll also call it progressive rod cone degeneration Mm -hmm. which is basically the same disease and it is genetically
1: that one is genetically
0: linked yeah so you can do a dna test on your dogs like embark does testing and uh it's one that we use here Mm -hmm. and it uh definitely has that on their gene profile yeah
1: my friend's dog who is a rescue has this gene Um, but is
0: is just one or just one so
1: basically if this were a breeding dog
0: we would need to match it with somebody that yeah
1: uh, or not breed or don't breed yeah
0: yeah if that's an option so um so yeah interesting interesting disease those dogs go uh flying more slowly over Mm -hmm. a couple of years typically and
1: yeah and it'll start with night blindness first because first they lose their rods yeah um so at nighttime they won't be able to see so you'll start to notice like okay at nighttime you're walking into the walls but then as soon as the lights are on you're fine fine. which can be difficult for i guess us as people who have lights in our home until we go to bed sometimes like those dogs maybe are going to be harder to figure out like oh you yeah. are dealing with night blindness and
0: and they may just like kind of know their way around just like us exactly. we do not see well in the dark no and yet yeah. yeah, we still manage to get to the bathroom and back
1: exactly so uh and then after they lose their rods they start to lose their cones and that's when the day blindness like yeah. the, they actually become blind, blind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah and uh just now i think we could talk about the tapetum Not that it really matters for blindness, but like if you've ever wondered why your dog's eyes glow or your cat's eyes glow in the light, it's the tapetum, which is this layer of cells that reflects light. Yes. And when that reflection is happening within the globe, it's like they've got their own little night vision goggles.
1: Mm -hmm. Don't you wish you had night vision goggles? Yeah, I do. I'm so blind at night.
0: (laughs) Oh, yay. Yeah. (laughs) So when Josiah's driving in the dark.
1: Don't. Don't be on the road with
0: me. <laughs> Drive. Uh, um. <laughs> anyway, uh, dogs don't go blind from loss of tapetum. So, like no. some dogs will have, like uh, if you've ever if you've ever had a dog, their eyes glow red, huskies. like huskies. Yeah, <laughs> um, they can be really light sensitive. Yes. So, but they're not blind. No. So. Yep. um Okay. So, um, the next thing on our list was proptosis, which is basically trauma causes the eye to out. And uh, that happened to, I actually had a dog. Do you remember Eliza? I do
1: remember Eliza. She was
0: my cavalier. And one day she was six months old and we were literally in my parents' living room, in a living room. And she's running around with the zoomies and like clonks the side of her head on the edge of the coffee table that was just like a wood post, Mm -hmm. you know, and just out went the eye. This is my first year of vet school, too, so I didn't know what I was doing. We, My parents live in rural Oklahoma. There are no emergency vets. Like, it was a fiasco. Um, so, anyway, she ended up losing that eye, but her other eye was fine for the rest of her life. Yep. And uh, she did wonderful and did not care. And she had long hair, so a lot of times people wouldn't even notice she was missing I an eye. I honestly
1: did not remember that she only
0: <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, she didn't. She um, She did not have both eyes.
1: Yeah, so the King Charles, Yeah. The pug... Shih Tzus. Um, shih Tzus. Anything with a little bit more. The little Applehead Chihuahuas. Yeah, a, a little bit more of a. Um,
0: a short a, muzzle. Short and muzzle and bulgy
1: eyes. I mean, some pugs, I'm like, don't cough because I'm worried yeah. your eye's going to pop out.
0: Honestly, Boston um, Terriers, sometimes they will, and, they, and like, just a little bit pops
1: yeah, out. <laughs> you can
0: push it back in. Sorry, I made me too much. That's true. But.
1: So with proptosis, there are occasions where you can just put the eye back in. Yeah. Um you just and,
0: hope that the optic nerve isn't too stretched.
1: Yes, exactly. So there are some occasions where they will replace the eye back into where it's supposed to be and sometimes will even suture the eyelid shut um uh, for a period of time to like hold it in place. Yeah. Uh, but more commonly the The damage is done, and we and in, removal we is
0: fast, yeah, because yeah. a lot of or they'll tear the muscles because there's all these muscles on the yes. back of the eye that allow it to move the way that it does. and if those get stretched, then the eye is just pointing off into the north forty and like yeah. there's just not helping the dog at all. No. So um so sometimes it's best just to let that eye go. Yeah,
1: yeah so
0: yeah. um so speaking of the optic nerve, uh, we talked about the trauma that can cause damage to it, but we also um this is one of the things that we research, which, because we knew glaucoma could lead to blindness, but honest, honestly, we were just like, "But wait, is it the uveitis that's causing it, mm-hmm. or is it the which sometimes yes, yes, but also it can actually cause so much pressure on the optic nerve that they become blind. blind. So that's another reason, um, that, you know, that glaucoma can be an issue. Um, glaucoma it can be just primary
1: yep you just develop it because of the angle of your cells it because what glaucoma is is it's build up of the fluid that's supposed to be like in your eye but then leave your eye and so the angle of the cells that allow that fluid to leave if it's inappropriate um you can just start to develop pressure in your eyeball it's
0: like a clogged drain
1: exactly exactly and uh so that's you know the issue with primary, and then secondary is okay. Something happened, and now we have glaucoma. Yeah.
0: So it could be an old trauma. Uh, we talked a little bit about the lens, lens luxations.
1: luxation, tumors. Yeah. Um, all of those things. Yeah. E- even severe uveitis can then just lead to glaucoma because of the amount of inflammation and yeah.
0: scarring. Yeah, it just messes up the drain.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: So then, like, also back to the primary, there are certain breeds that are overrepresented. The Basset Hound, for example, mm-hmm. um, I've had a couple of those cases. And if uh, the unfortunate thing about primary glaucoma is that a lot of times you'll see it in one eye, and then within 18 months, it's beginning in the other eye. And so yeah. those, eye, those dogs typically wind up being completely blind mm-hmm. in both eyes.
1: And it's painful, so this is another case where to relieve that pain, we would recommend enucleation yeah if we can't definitely um sorry my phone's vibrating so yeah with with that yeah we recommend a nucleation and then once you nucleate the eye yeah. they feel better and some
0: glaucomas can be managed medically uh but typically over time you just can't you just can't it just you lose, anymore yeah you just yeah. can't so there are some uh surgeries too that they'll do to try to like clear out that drain tract, Um, but those are less common. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, so yep, glaucoma, zero fun. Um, And then the last um, part of the whole visual vision cycle is the brain itself. Mm -hmm. So the optic chiasm, where the optic nerve is coming into the brain to send the signal. Yep, Um,
1: to the back of the brain.
0: Yes, and then all the way back to the the brain again. (laughs) But it works, I don't know. It does work. Um, So uh, you could have like head trauma, uh, seizures. Yep.
1: Like really bad seizures where they're not coming out of it. You can obviously yeah. have permanent damage.
0: Yeah, that was one of my tales of the day. It was um I was out out of school for like maybe a year. And I had this dog, his name is Cody, and he was about two years old at the time, um, American pit bull, pretty big guy. He was probably seventy five, eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. And he all of a sudden developed this nasty epilepsy, like out of nowhere, and it was severe. He had had status epilepticus, which is basically back to back to back seizures that were life threatening, um, and uh, he wasn't responding to normal therapies. So we actually put him in a coma, uh, a medically induced coma, for two days. And every time he would start to wake up, he would go back into seizures. So we we would put put him back under. And I was prepared to do that for three days, um, you know, just keep him in a coma. Um, but on the second day, he woke up and wasn't seizing Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so after that uh, he was actually blind for about three weeks before he could see and then his vision came back and um, he actually lived to be probably 12 or 13 when he died of unrelated causes just due to his old age and so forth but um but yeah he um he was a really interesting case because seizures a lot of times will cause temporary blindness of an hour or two yeah but it was several weeks for him three weeks yeah and then it came back so, anyway. Happy was, stories. It was a happy story. <laughs> Love Cody. He's such a good dog. Anyway. Um, and then uh, the less happy story would be, I, mean, I don't have a particular story about this, but like when the story might include a brain tumor.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I do have a story. Um, again, it's not as happy. Um, yeah. But I, I did have a dog present um, blind um, and he was also having a lot of head pressing and behaviors of a lot of pain associated with his brain. Um, so head pressing is where dogs will walk up to a wall and kind of push their head on the wall. And I usually tell owners, you know, this is probably because there's a lot of pressure built up. He almost has like a headache feeling. Yeah. So he's trying to relieve that pressure. Um, and this patient, the, sadly, the day that he passed, did become blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was pretty sudden. So there was some minor changes that owners were noticing um like a little deficits of like a dragging of a foot like Mm -hmm. the month before um but then the day he came in um the 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 symptoms became more severe Mm -hmm. um and and we did sadly have to um euthanize let him go because uh he started to after the blindness kind of set in he started to have um uh, moments of uh, like seizure like activity. Yeah. And so,
0: yeah, a lot of times they'll have really intense uh, behavior changes too. Yeah. And that can be really scary, honestly, for everyone. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, so brain tumors um, can also cause that, which without an MRI.
1: Yes. And I should say, that was an assumed brain tumor. Um, Fair. B- because <laughs> most. Uh, I should say most of the time when we are assuming it's a brain tumor, uh, we offer owners to go get MRIs, um, but most people don't because if they find that it is a brain tumor, there's not much. At
0: there's them. not a great treatment option. Yeah. There are some like meningiomas, but those typically yeah. are not causing blindness just yeah. for this case.
1: but And it's specific Places that do those surgeries. Yeah.
0: And they're not common and uh and a lot of times the prognosis is still so poor for the pet that people yeah. don't opt not yeah. to. So um anyway and and in that that particular case, you know, you've also already ruled out all the the other reasons that it could be yes. having this blindness. So you're basically and then you couple it with other symptoms like the toe dragging the toe dragging
1: and, and a couple months before the uh kind of how Quickly it declined, and then sometimes I, for that particular case, I called a neurologist and I was like, Hey, like, I want to give these owners the best differential list I can. Yeah. Um, and sh- she was like, This is 99% yeah, gonna be a brain tumor. Yep. And yeah, and so having that backup from a, a specialist sometimes just over the phone, even I'm like, Thank you. Um, yeah, and, and then I was able to tell the owners that, like, you can go see the specialist and do that MRI, see the neurologist, um, but she thinks this is a brain tumor too, so yeah.
0: Yeah, yep. exactly. So, um, and when it's declining so rapidly, you just don't have a Very lot of rapid, options. Yeah,
1: didn't have a lot.
0: So anyway, um, I, I think we inadvertently ended our list of rollouts on the like saddest worst one. I know. <laughs> But um, I will say that there is still some happy stuff to talk about, which is, you know, what do we do with this pet that did wind up blind? So some of these issues would just be like one eye. Like you lose an eye, you have, um, you know, uh, blindness in an eye, but sometimes they're just completely and totally blind.
1: Yeah, and when they lose one eye, the dogs and cats do not care. They
0: don't care. They don't feel bad for themselves. They don't have a single problem in the world. Nope. Nope.
1: They are happy. Yeah. And they're living their best life still.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. So, um, so yeah, don't, if you ever find yourself in that situation, uh, you're not alone. And, um, and honestly, they just do so well.
1: They do so well. And yep.
0: even dogs that are completely blind, there are things that we can do to help them succeed and be happy. And cats, those sneaky critters, they can be blind and you the owners have no idea. Yeah. As long as they don't move anything. Uh huh. The cats, then, are, I mean, even then, they, they, uh, their, their whisker their sensory system, yeah, exactly. it's just like, cats are phenomenal. But they, they literally, they, you won't even know.
1: Yeah. I had a new patient, new client come in, and I think the owner was trying to test me because it was this cat. And I was doing my exam, and I stopped and was looking at the eyes for such a long time. And I was like, oh, this cat doesn't have PLRs. <laughs> and, it, and I was like, oh, this cat's blind in my head. I wasn't saying this out loud Uh, because i was collecting my thoughts because i was going to say do you know your cat's blind and before i could even get there the owner said she's blind i was like they were testing me to see if i was (laughs) going to find out because when they're running around the room yeah you're like oh
0: (laughs) i know i like to do the cotton ball test um it's one of the like fail safes um not not every cat will go for it but like you just randomly toss a cotton ball in the air and see uh, it's got to be far enough away from their face that they don't feel the wind Mm mm-hmm Sneaky. And
1: see if they track it. And
0: see if they watch it, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Oh, sometimes man.
1: they're like, I'm over you. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> and they, they just do not care at all. <laughs> they don't care. But
0: like, if you have a cat that seems relatively like just chilling out, yeah. you know, they'll watch that cotton ball. They will. Just out of curiosity, if nothing else.
1: Yeah. So, so if they lose both eyes, yeah. our patients, or they go blind in both eyes, what is the first thing you kind of tell a nurse?
0: Um, I typically, you know, if it's sudden, I, I tell them, you know, give the patient time to adjust because they will. If it's acquired over time, then usually they don't really need much help. Um, but there are things that we can do. Like, so a lot of, um, dogs will feel their way around, uh, they'll bump into things. So they have, um, basically they're called blind dog harnesses halo is one of them and they're like this little harness that has this ring that goes out in front of the dog's nose Mm -hmm. so that they're bumping that wire instead of their nose all the time
1: kind of like a hula hoop
0: it is like a half a hula hoop it's not it's it's about the width of their shoulders more conformed it also keeps them from getting into a corner they can't get out of yep um so this can be really handy
1: yeah um and dogs who go completely blind slowly. Because um, sudden blindness, they're going to take a little bit to figure it out, but slowly, they're, they're like you said, they're, they're doing great. Usually, if they have a friend in the house, like another dog, yeah, um, they sometimes just pick it up so quick because they just use that other dog as their
0: seeing buddy. eye dog,
1: they're seeing eye dog, they just follow that dog and they become their little friend, um, to get around the yard. Yeah. And you will see them start to rely more on them and they it's just kinda, do whatever the other it's dog does. Cool. yeah,
0: it is, it is yeah. really cool,
1: yeah, um. And then you were telling me yesterday, I didn't know this, about little stickers.
0: Scent mapping, yeah. yeah. So they're these little sticker pads that you can place in different areas. And then they have these little oil drops so that you can, you know, refresh in the scent or whatever. Yeah. But they're called scent mapping. And um, so you can place them to help the dogs navigate by smell. Because their power of smell is just, like, so much so more strong. intense yeah. than ours that we could ever even imagine.
1: Mm-hmm. So, th- I, honestly, I tell people this is not a bad quality of life. Like, when no. they lose both eyes, yeah. this is not a bad quality of life. I
0: think one of the hardest things owners deal with sometimes is if they lose both eyes and they like have to have nucleations on both, not just being blind to both eyes, it's sometimes disorienting because you can't tell if they're awake or asleep as as easily Mm -hmm. like you can't tell what they're paying attention to as easily like they're even their facial expressions are a little harder but eventually you get the hang of that too like that's more of an adjustment for you than them
1: and that that's what i tell people all the time with enucleations with like limb amputation those types of things i'm like this is going to be more of an adjustment for you and like you kind of getting over the shock of my dog does not have both eyes or my cat does not have both eyes it, your pet does not care typically. not
0: like yeah I mean it's because we want to put that on us like what would I feel like if I lost an eye what would I feel like if I lost a limb but they're not super no. comparable yeah. because they just the social dynamics their lifestyle they don't have to go they still to know job. you're there yeah
1: and they still are excited that you're there and
0: you're pouring the food in the bowl anyway exactly so yeah. it's not like they don't have their yeah. you know ability to do that
1: not discounting sudden loss of eyesight is does take a Mm -hmm. a time for them to to adjust to that and that can be difficult because they do run into things
0: yes they do and then if they also lose their hearing then that can be really really challenging and a lot of times that is a quality of life issue that's a challenge yep um so yeah but um in general blindness is not the end of the world Mm -hmm. and it is as much as that list was really really long it's actually not all that common um and some of these things we can fix and some things we can't but that's a big giant overview for international blind dog day yeah all right cool we will um sign off now but thanks for listening with us all right bye